Can I tell you something scary? Yeah. But don't be scared, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'll try I'll try not to be scared. Okay. So Dustin, Dustin and I are on Zoom, everyone. And Dustin has his background blurred. <laughs> and there was a moment that it kind of looked like the blurriness looked like a ghost. Stop. <laughs> Stop that shit. Stop that shit. <laughs> okay, I told you, don't be scared. It's just it's just the Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, me searchers. <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> God. Oh my God. We're back, y'all. <laughs> We're back. Um, Clearly. Just, you know, making spooky sounds during spooky season. <laughs> totally. Um, but yes, this is the first episode of. Our season three of the Mesearch Podcast. So, welcome everybody. You're listening to the Mesearch Podcast, where we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community. Yeah. On this show, we also unpack important issues and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. And also learn more about things that we didn't know. Yeah. Like history things. So learn and unlearn. Learn and unlearn on yes. the Me Search podcast. Mm-hmm. Today, again, our premiere of season three. Uh, can you believe it? I, season you three. know, when we were beginning recording and we were, you were counting down and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and because we, we, everyone, we have like this whole like thing that we do to get ready to record. Like, my heart started to flutter a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, we're here. Season three. It's amazing. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is like the start of a third year. Holy moly. Because we started having conversations about the podcast, about starting a podcast in like spring, summer of 2020. Yeah. Out of the pandemic. I'm sure quite a few podcasts were launched during the summer of 2020. <laughs> Because yeah. what did people have to do except stay at home and research things on Wikipedia and talk about it? I don't know. <laughs> we did that, and we're still doing that, and I'm proud of us. Me too. Hell yeah. Yeah. So also in October, Filipino American History Month. Woo woo. Happy Filipino American History Month. Happy Filipino American History Month. Yeah. So it's fitting that um, our first episode of this season is in the month of October, uh, with it being Filipino American History Month and spooky season. <sighs> so October is truly a vibe. <laughs> truly a vibe. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Filipino things, and we're going to be talking about um, spooky things. All you know, that's the intersection of what we do on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um. So, in the vein of spooky, scary things, let's talk about. In this episode, um, let's talk about our fears, shall we? <laughs> let's let's. <laughs> um, so, what are you afraid of, Crystal? Okay, so I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. and I had a really hard time with this question. 
because I, I feel like I've, I've worked on a lot of fears I've had, such as my vein phobia. I was just going to say that. I was just going to oh, say that. Oh my gosh, y'all. I had two blood tests in a row and I, one, I did it. Two, and not there, not that there's anything wrong with crying, but I didn't cry and I mm. didn't really freak out this time. And, you know, of course, like, uh, Michael is my rock holding my hand, you know, that was very helpful, but I was okay. And then I was like, oh, I have to take another, uh, they need to take another vial of blood and I have to go back and, and I did it. And I was like, all right, it, I did it, you know, last time I can do it again. And yeah, so that has been a huge one. Ooh. Um, one, like the veins by itself and two, not getting over my fear was of not getting over this fear. Oh. If that makes any sense. That's a fearception. Yeah, it is a fearception. <laughs> so you were afraid growing up you had this phobia of like veins. Yes. Which turned into like this fear of, I guess, needles and getting your blood yes. taken from you. Yes. And then you also had a fear of this fear or like, I guess, yes. this fear of experiencing this fear, this fear of having to get over it or not getting over this fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But- Safe to say you're getting over it because you've yes. successfully uh, gone through like lab testing and stuff where they've taken I your blood. I did. I can do it. I can, you can do, do it. You can do it. I can do it. <laughs> we can do it. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about this in a previous episode and we kind of reflecting upon where that fear came from. It did stem from like Filipino things. So, I mean, yes, we talked mm -hmm. about this before, but let's talk about it again. Can you remind folks who are listening to this episode or perhaps some of our new listeners, like what is the connection between being Filipino and this uh, phobia of veins? So I was taught to not create a commotion ever. You're not, you're supposed to just take things, right? Just take it. Just take it. Um, don't show emotion. Don't waste people's time. Just a lot of like, be a, a good, obedient Filipino girl. If I say you need to do this, you got to do this now. I never liked getting my blood drawn as a kid. And uh, this one time, I absolutely had to go in for a blood draw and my mom's friend was going to stay after work or after hours to get this blood draw and I just wasn't ready. And um, I was so scared to do it. And like, I just didn't have any support. And like, there was a lot of negating feelings, you know, mm -hmm. and it was just like super traumatizing to not have that support. So emotionally and being forced to do something when I wasn't ready. And when I had the capability to and feeling like it was this is all my fault <laughs> so at some point in your childhood you had to go get your blood taken you yes. had some sort of fear and anxiety yes. but then being a filipino person being a filipina young young girl at the time you were i guess socialized to be um i'll use a phrase that my mom has used do what i 
do what I say. Don't do as I do. Mm-hmm. People um, pleaser. So, yeah. So like that component of like raising Filipino children, at least perhaps in our generation, came from this practice of not trying to make a stir and just doing as you're told and uh, being obedient, flying under the radar so as to not upset other people. But in doing so, you went through perhaps what might have been a traumatic experience for a child yeah, um, without any comfort. And that evolved into some sort of um, fear into adulthood. Yes. And then it was like, in the moment, it felt like my blood was, it, it first, it, like the tourniquet, ick, right? And then the initial uh-huh. prick, ick. What freaked me out at this age was that it felt like they were just literally sucking. I mean, they are sucking at your blood, but it felt like, for me, I could feel the blood leave my vein. And that was fucking nasty to me. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I can't believe like my blood is getting sucked out of my vein. Like, it should not be penetrated. Mm. So a lot of folks have a fear of blood. I don't think that's a, a an uncommon thing. So I think in that sense, you're pretty normal to have that fear or anxiety about just blood in general. But I'm glad to hear that you've like gotten over that somewhat. Yes. Cause I don't, do you I have did, any, go ahead. I didn't, I didn't really feel anything as much. I was like, Oh my God, the needle is still in my fucking arm. <laughs> It's still there. <laughs> it's still attached to my vein, which is weird because it just feels like the inside shouldn't be touched by outside things. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like for me. I'm like, ah, no, don't do it. No, inside, stay here. Outside, stay there. <laughs> <laughs> so in a, maybe in a, in a word, what has helped you get through this? Surrender. Surrender. Explain. I have surrendered to why I felt this way. I've surrendered that this has been a problem and I'm okay to let it let it go. Hmm. I'm okay to approach it in a different way and let it live. And and instead of judging judging my fear and judging my experience because it's you know honestly it's like you're afraid of like getting your blood i'm okay but like with the whole penetration thing i feel like people are like why are you so afraid of your vein getting penetrated and i'm like i don't know and like that explanation of outside inside you know and um I feel like for a long time I judged myself for for feeling this way. And the second that I kind of reparented myself with the help of Sharon. Shout out to Sharon. <laughs> oh yeah, number one fan. Yes. So Ther- therapist Sharon, for folks who don't know. Love her. We love her. Um I was able to in that moment, visually, like, also, like, reparent myself. Like, I can see, like, little Crystal being so scared. And I'm like, okay, the judgment that I got was like, God, you know, like, why are, why can't you just do this, right? Now I'm just saying, like, oh, you are afraid. Hey, that's okay. 
I'm right here. But mm. to myself. Gentle parenting works in self-talk is yes. my takeaway here. Yes. Good job. Proud of you. Proud of you. Thanks. Applauses. Applause. A round of applause for Crystal, everybody. Thank you. Speaking, speaking about her fears. <laughs> Um, for me, my biggest fear, okay, honestly, maybe death. <laughs> Are you afraid death. of like the act of dying or like what happens afterwards? I don't know. Maybe it's like a little bit of both. Okay. I think um, my current fear at this moment is just like death. I think a lot about death. Mm -hmm. um, and like even when I'm like journaling, I like journal a lot about like death. Mm -hmm. and what could be after you die? Like what happens after you die? What are you responsible for in the people that you leave behind when you die? Or like what are all of the things that you don't get to do if you die? Or like the sudden, what happens if you suddenly die and then all of what you wanted to do doesn't get accomplished or all of the people that you leave behind, like it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm more afraid of just not existing anymore than going through the process of, like, death and dying. Right. Are you afraid of, like, legacy? Like, the legacy you leave? I've definitely used that word in my journal. Like, when I've reflected about this, mm -hmm. I've asked myself, like, what is what is my legacy going to be when I leave this place? But, like, at the same time, like, why do we have to stress out about, like, our legacy? Like, yeah. why can't we just, like, live and exist and just, like, enjoy how things are? Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I hop back and forth. Like, I'm on the fence about this idea of legacy and, like, making an impact mm -hmm. versus, like, enjoying the journey and the ride and not having to worry so much about like what you will accomplish. Cause yeah. part of me is, is, is like I grapple with the idea of like, well, we're here. Yeah. We're here on this planet. It has to mean something. So I don't know, maybe like the existentialism part of this is like, what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose of life? If we're here just to exist, um, is that enough? I know the answer is yes. I know the answer is yes. Yeah. But it's uh, also hard to break through, I guess, years of society telling you you have to, I guess, A, work to mm -hmm. do something, to be something. And like this obsession, society's obsession with like youthfulness, immortality, mm -hmm. uh, living on forever. Um, and like legacy, like you said, I don't know. That's something that I guess I am afraid of just not existing because I can't imagine a world where I don't exist per se, because I am here in this world. Yes. I can imagine. I, I know what it's like for me to be here, but what is it like for me to not be here? And it's so weird. Right. And it seems like you're, you're so connected to so many things that you you feel like 
that is part of you and you are part of them. And it's like, oh, I think that's beautiful. I've also been listening to like different podcasts about like DMT trips, drug trips, Mm -hmm. and where people like are taking um, hallucinogens and they, they claim to reach a higher level of consciousness. And basically the takeaway is like all of this, all of what we know is just a simulation. None of this shit is real. None of this stuff matters because we are all one entity. Like planet Earth is basically just an, a living organism and we're all just part of it. Like we're not necessarily separate from one another. We're all part of the same system. Oh my God. Even though it's like folks are recounting like their hallucinations. Part of that is like, wow, like how amazing would that be if that's true? Yeah, because fuck, this is fucking chaotic. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So and then another part of it is like, well, when you die, you realize there are other planes of existence whereby you discover perhaps there is no God. Perhaps we are all God. Yes. We are all one entity. Yes. If we are all one entity, then it doesn't matter if one person dies because we all just live in each other. And we are all just God. I know this is like a wacko, not a no, wacko, no, but like no. I, it's a I, wild thing to conceptualize. But it's so fascinating to like listen back to these uh, these stories of people like recounting what it's like for them to, um, according to them, reach another level of consciousness where they have these like different ways they perceive the world and conceptualize what it means to live and die. Yeah. Dude. And for me, that's like feeding into my fear of like, well, what does happen? It's because I don't know. Like, it's like the fear of unknown. Right. Of the unknown. Yeah. And we'll, it's just like, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never like, know. We'll never know. Until we die. And then like, we can't even tell ourselves in whatever this form was like, oh, it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, it's yeah, pretty cool over know. here. <laughs> yeah. And that leaves people, maybe me. With this anxiety of like, well, should I just live life now? Should I live life, live, live, laugh, love now? Um, Or should I just like fit in as many activities so that I can live life to that extent? (laughs) I don't know. It's like this, um, it's a vicious cycle that my brain is going through in this moment. And we've talked a lot about like just aging in general in our previous episodes but the, and I think this is part of that, like getting to a point of like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm reaching a point in my lifespan where I'm like, this is literally, this could literally be middle age at this point. I know that we're still young. We feel young. We're as young as we feel. We're as young as we take care of ourselves. Right. But we don't know when we're going to die. I could die tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, God. dude. It's. That scares me. What part of that scares you more? Like that in if it was tomorrow, this is what your life was or. God, I don't know, because like I feel I feel like I have so much to be proud of. I feel like I've accomplished a lot and I definitely have lived a good life where like if. If I happen to die and there happens to be an afterlife of some sort and I'm looking back down at myself, I could be like, ah, oh, you did a good job. But also, 
and I feel like it's appropriate to have like two mentalities about this, but like sure. there's so many earthly things that I desired to do that I haven't done yet. Right. There's so many like dreams that I've dreamt that I'm like, ah, oh, wouldn't it be great? Things that I will never get to do. But I'm, I'm, I think if I die tomorrow, I'd be like, well, damn, I definitely <laughs> didn't get to do that. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but maybe know. if that is you looking at like, oh, damn, I didn't get to do that. That means somewhere you're existing and you're able to like maybe look or maybe cut through time, space, whatever, and go yeah. back and do it. And you maybe know, that's heaven. I don't know. Dude, we need to have an astrophysicist join us in this podcast in a future episode just to talk about existence in general because yes. I, I've I've consumed a lot of astrophysicist content lately. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, the study of the universe, the creation of like everything that exists. Like yes. physics is wild. Yes. I'm Just like the super existence fascinated. of stuff, dude. Yes. So like part of part of um th- those kinds of conversations that happen with like astrophysicists, I don't even know what the field is called. Astrophysics. Astrophysics. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, they talk about things in the universe, things in the universe that, um, govern the laws that exist on planet earth. Like things that are like light years away are still related to how we live life on earth. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) It's wild. And then there's, there, there are things that people, uh, like astrophysicists, have learned or they talk about related to like how we perceive existence. Right. Based on like black holes and stuff. I don't even know if I can fully articulate it, but like there was um, someone who had proposed like a, a astrophysicist, a doctor, like studying this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about how what we experience now could just all be figments of our imagination. Yeah. Like what we know and remember could just be made up. Yeah. Like what is real? Exactly. Nothing is real. <laughs> Nothing is Nothing freaking real. Nothing is real, real, but everything matters. <laughs> Nothing is real, but everything matters because that's what we know. That's what we know and that's how we're navigating the world. That's why everything that isn't real still is so important. God. Anyway. Oh, Crazy, right? Crazy. Love this conversation. <laughs> so, dude, if anybody out there listening to this particular episode is studying astrophysics or any ad- yes. any adjacent uh, subject area where you can tell us about the existence of shit in space and, like, our existence on planet Earth based on, like, that science, please join us. Yeah, I I, I would like to know. know. I have so many questions. Yes. 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 Love this anyway. for us. <laughs> but Anyway, I'm wanna, afraid of dying. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say that you will you will always be remembered and you will always leave your spirit and your heart and your soul 
whenever the time is, because we will always remember you. Folks who are listening. Oh. I think also that's why I'm like subconsciously doing projects that will live on the internet for as long as the (gasps) internet will exist. Yeah. Because then 40 years from now, presumably, the internet will still exist or some form or fashion of it. All of this data being pumped into the internet, into the clouds or whatever, is black mirror shit. But like versions of ourselves are copied into the cloud. Oh my god. <laughs> Wild. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Anyway, speaking of dying, let's talk about ghosts. <laughs> Um, let's talk about yeah. Filipino monsters and ghosts. Ah. I have a game that I want to play with you before we say goodbye to our friends. Okay. Um, let me pull up this website. Oh my gosh, what are we doing? Y'all, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> okay, so this is from uh this is from an article by Shaywen Aglibot. Okay. Um, nine scary Filipino ghosts. That will give you the creeps. So that's oh the name God. of the article okay. uh, from lingapp.com. But uh, it gives, in this article, it gives uh, a number of descriptions of ghosts slash monsters mm-hmm. in the Filipino uh, folklore. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? So I'm going to name a name of a monster or ghost, and I would like for you to describe what you think that is. Okay. Oh man, I don't know much about this, so y'all. We're playing. Get we're playing ready. improv, y'all. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you think a tick tick is? A tick tick is yes. A little, a little cute, little tiny creature that kind of looks humanish but has really sharp fingernails that can cut through your skin. And it's named the tick-tick because it tick-ticks at your door. And you can't see it because it's so teeny tiny. And then all of a sudden, wah! (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's my guess. (laughs) You're correct in the sense that it's scary. <laughs> okay, so according to this, uh, according to this website, mm-hmm. the tick-tick haunts pregnant women. <gasps> it will smell out the scent of the pregnant woman, which is said to resemble ripe jackfruit. When the devil arrives at the house, she sticks her tongue through the ceiling into the unwitting mother's womb and feast on the fetus. Oh my gosh! I have seen an episode of uh i think it's called grim on like the cw mm-hmm. where that monster was featured basically this filipino couple on this show um this lady was pregnant mm-hmm. and then the tick-tick comes um it like reaches through the window with its like little tentacle or whatever <gasps> and then like basically uh, goes under the under the sheets. She's in bed at this point, and then the next morning, the baby's gone. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, crazy. 
That's scary and awful. <laughs> you want to do one more? Okay. Okay. What is a kumakatok? Kumakatok. K U M A K A T O K. Kumakatok. Kumakatok. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's. I keep. What do you think I keep going is? back to like knocking. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it a small little creature? <laughs> it's a small little creature with long fingernails. Okay, no. Um, I think it's some kind of creature that may also knock and eat you. <laughs> kind of right. Damn. Okay, so what? What is it? It's a creature that knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, it knocks on your door in the middle of the night as a signal of death <gasps> to somebody in the family. So you're, it's like you and some folks. Yeah, basically, I guess it's a Grim Reaper. I don't know if they actually take you, but it's a monster that signals that death is imminent in the family. It will knock on your door and then somebody in your family is going to die. Yikes! (laughs) Yikes! No, don't come this way. Can I tell you something scary? Yeah. But don't be scared, okay? Okay. I'll try I'll try not to be scared. Okay. So Dustin Dustin and I are on Zoom, everyone. And Dustin has his background blurred. <laughs> and there was a moment that it kind of looked like the blurriness looked like a ghost. Stop. Stop that shit. Stop that shit. <laughs> okay, I told you, don't be scared. It's just it's just the zoom and because it's blurry. <laughs> No, it might be another plane of existence. Or that it too. It might be another being. This is true. plane of existence trying to come through. Are you afraid of ghosts? You know, not really. Well, maybe. Okay, so I've also, you know what else I'm afraid of? Okay. It's kind of like ghosts, but maybe are ghosts, but maybe not. I don't know what they are. But you know when you have like sleep paralysis? Uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis. But, like, there's this thing people call the sleep paralysis demon. Mm-hmm. When you're asleep and your body is um, your body is essentially paralyzed. Yeah. But the, the phenomenon of, of sleep paralysis is you're conscious, but your body is still paralyzed. Right. So you're aware of what's happening in your immediate surroundings, but you can't move. So... Sometimes when this happens, folks have reported that there are um, like beings or figures beside the bed in the room. Um, I have seen those. I have. If anybody knows what the hell that is, if there is a scientific or mystical explanation I feel for like that, I've like this up and I can't remember what it was, dude, it's crazy. Like, I have seen little trolls with glowing eyes and, like, hoods (gasps) next to my bed. I don't know if I was just, like, hallucinating, but I have seen, I I promise I have seen that. I believe you. And then I saw this lady on a floating cloud. These are separate situations. Holy shit. Or separate instances. A lady on a Um, floating cloud? Yeah. She was wearing, uh, she had, she had, uh, I want to say she had, like, pigtails or, like, a, like, a, 
uh, bob. Like her hair was in a bob. <laughs> She's just like, I'm going to come out and she with was wear- <laughs> a beautiful haircut. <laughs> and she was wearing a, she was wearing like a robe of some sort. Mm-hmm. She was floating on a cloud. This I is don't during know your these- sleep paralysis? Yes. Oh my God. I have seen figures. Oh my God. I have seen figures walking and walking in my room. And also like, I have seen figures standing there watching over me. Dude, it's crazy. Oh my god. I, I I haven't had sleep paralysis in a while, but I have gotten them more more than I feel like other folks have. Because some people have never experienced this before, but I have. Right. That I, doesn't scare me as much as like just dying. dying. Not existing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're always or going maybe to you should, I don't know. Um, yeah. That's crazy. And I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. I I feel like I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost when I it was high school and I went to Las Vegas with um one of my high school friends to go watch in sync <laughs> concert. Uh-huh. And her parents drove us and um on the way back all of a sudden I got super cold. And I was the only one who was awake other than either the mom or dad who was uh, driving. It got really cold and I looked out and there was an old man that was dressed in like a tuxedo. And I remember, I remember his cufflinks, like he was holding it. And I was like, what the fuck? And I looked back, he was gone. And he was Bro. like white. It was like a white kind of image, but I also remember he had like a red bow tie. A white, like a white man? Yes. Ethnically white? I mean, racially white? I think also racially white, but also like white, like like a ghost. Oh, I I see. I see what you're saying. That's fucking hilarious. That's a great question. ah, Scary. What Um, ethnicity was this ghost? Like what? Well, Um, I wasn't sure what you meant by How are they identifying? I love that. It was a German ghost. (laughs) Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. We need to talk to to people who like understand this paranormal stuff too. Because um I feel like there's a lot to talk about. I'm so interested. Yeah. Do you feel less afraid of ghosts and whatnot and like entities like that now that you're a little bit more knowledgeable about astrophysics? Or like I don't know. I think I think I'm I think in general, I startle easily. Mm-hmm. So if I ever came into contact with these things, I probably would freak out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, or I would be like startled. But I think like talking about it or like talking about the existence, possible existence or like definite existence of these things that exist perhaps in our same space, but different plane mm-hmm. or whatnot, like that idea doesn't necessarily scare me because it's like, well, I've been on this earth for so many decades at this point. No murdering ghost has has ended me yet, so I think I'm fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, <laughs> happy Halloween and happy Filipino American History Month, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, me searchers, on this uh, premiere episode of season three. Don't forget to be a me searcher. Follow us at MeSearch Podcast and check us out at MeSearchPodcast.com. Also, don't forget, if you don't follow us on Instagram, 
like Dustin said, follow us on Instagram because also we're starting a book club and today is the last day to enter the raffle to get your free copy of our featured book, Brown Skin, White Minds by E.J.R. David. So make sure to enter today's last day. All right. It's the dead line. (laughs) 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 All right. Thanks, y'all. All All right, y'all. We're closing out. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me, Search Folks. Woo!